everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. I am Suzanne, your head coach from Grace Financial Coaching, and it is my honor today to welcome my friend, Caroline Kelly. She is also a financial coach, and we're going to talk today about her business, and also, as always, the dumbest thing she's ever done with money. Caroline is a master financial coach and a certified transformational life coach. I'm very excited to learn more about that. And she loves working with clients one-on-one and in group settings. Uh, Caroline helps her clients overcome relationship challenges, uh, which take, take a toll on us in our life, but also in our money. I think people underestimate uh, how hard it can be to win with money when you're having relationship problems. And Caroline uses her personal experience, her knowledge, and her coaching to help those clients make intentional, customized plans that address their emotions and optimize their behaviors. And her ultimate goal is to help them uh, with a better financial future and legacy. So Caroline, you do so much for people. I'm so happy to have you today. How are you? Great, Suzanne. Thanks for having me. I am yes, so Caroline and her before. husband are probably two of the nicest people in the world. So if you get a chance to meet them, <laughs> you are it's a, very it's lucky. It's a mutual admiration world. society for you. Too. Oh, I love the I show. Know, I know. We had I had lunch with Caroline and her husband at our last coaching conference, and um, we probably could have sat there all day, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we, could. we literally could have sat there for the rest of the night coaching conference be be damned. We would have kind of sat there for the rest of the night. And I learned so much from you guys just in that hour. So before we get into the dumbest thing you've ever done with money, tell me more about your coaching practice and specifically the, the life coaching. Well, um, at Caroline Kelly Coaching and Fit Financial Coaching, what I do is I work with individuals, not just on their finances, but on their behaviors behind their finances. So we go deep into those behaviors and issues that are currently happening and also happened in the past that they can't get over that are causing and showing up in their money. Mm. So I work a lot with people who have experienced divorce loss and also being single parents. Those are usually my specialties that I'm working with right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. Tell me a little bit about, um, the divorce thing. Um, because obviously from a logistical standpoint, right, where it's a, it's a, it was a binding legal contract. that's no longer a binding legal contract to be super romantic about it. Uh, (laughs) But tell me about, you know, we all know, um, oh, they're getting divorced. You know, the standard, she's going to get support and he's going to have to pay and blah, 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 blah. But what does that do? The actual separation of that relationship, what does that do to people emotionally and how can that drag on in their finances even once we've already got all the support in place well we all know we know as coaches that uh, uh, money fights and money problems are one of the biggest issues and challenges when it comes to marriage and one of the biggest reasons why people do get divorced but as people get divorced they're not addressing those issues to move forward in their life that's why Mm. your divorce rate is even higher in your second marriages Those issues are things that I'm working with. And really, we have the emotion of the relationship, especially when kids are involved that are going to be dealing with for years. This is somebody you're attached to for a long time, even though the relationship has ended. Mm. And really, one of the best things I do when I work with clients in that realm is to really look at the fact that this relationship has turned in 
to a business proposition now. Transaction, right. Yeah. Business transaction over the emotion of the actual divorce. Wow. Okay. So what that's, I had no idea that the divorce rate was higher for second marriages. So what is an example of something that something that somebody carries from their first divorce into their second marriage and then causes that to become a second divorce? They, they just avoid the issue. It was always the person, right? That person's the problem. That issue is the problem. They were this, they were that. We never look and say, wait a minute, what did I do? Where did it go wrong? And as a coach, I'm sitting there with them saying, listen, do you want it to happen again? Do you want this to go forward? What do you want the next future to look like? Let's take care of this now and find out what are your values and how does that show up in your future spouse? Yeah. Okay. So, so what we're doing is we're blaming the problem, the person at the time that it's happening. And then we're continuing to lay blame on that previous person or that one previous issue. And we never address ourselves. We never, yeah, we never put that mirror. It's so hard, isn't it? To put that mirror on ourselves and say, oh, this is what's going on. Yeah. What is that silly cliche? No matter where, and it's true, right? This is why we have cliches. Um, No matter where you go, there you are. There you You are. No matter where you take yourself, you're always with you. That's right. Wherever you are, there you are. Right. And, and yeah. that's the thing is, is what you do you want to be and how do you want to show up oh, and how does that it. reflect in your future relationships? Because we're just what repeating you, the same pattern, right? What you do you want to be? Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Tell me about why you decided to become a financial coach and a life coach. Well, I started actually as a life coach. So started, I started, I didn't know that I started as a life coach. Yeah. We never talked about this, did we? Um, this is a new conversation. Uh, I started in the life coaching industry and I loved it, but here's the thing is I had personal financial situations. I went through my own financial issues and I loved the tie between your finances and your life. It shows mm. up in your money on a regular basis, the joy, the happiness, the, um, communications, shows up and that tie happens with clients on a regular basis there are most of the times we don't even talk about money sometimes it's the behaviors that are happening that we're catching and picking up on and it's showing up in how they handle their money so you can look at somebody spending and kind of and and obviously everybody's different right we're not going to attribute the same issues to every single person every single time but you could look at somebody spending in a month and kind of forensically work backwards and say, oh, I, I bet, or in my experience, this type of spending on this stuff tells me X, Y, and Z that this is going on emotionally or this is going on relationally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I can look at someone's uh, budget. I can look at someone's uh, behavior with money, how they feel about money, and really start to tap in and say, what's really going on underneath here? Yeah. And and give them that safe place and that kind of um, calmness to be able to open up about that and be okay with it. Because we've all been oh. there. Right? We've all had our own stuff. We've all had our own stuff. Yep, exactly. Exactly. We all have those closets. Those closets all have luggage in them. And there's all stuff in all that luggage, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What is... Um, what so you specifically said that uh, you work a lot with people going through divorce, loss, single parents. What's what, single parents? Oh my gosh, I, I was talking to a client last night, and she's not a single parent, but as a military spouse, 
she was a single parent for 14 months yeah when her husband was deployed and um you know she's got a lot of respect for how hard single parents have to work what's one of the big things that single parents have as a challenge that maybe people who've never been in that situation don't realize well, as far as single parents have to do, it, it, it depends on the situation. If you're divorced and you're co-parenting, right, there's two different households. You've got two different households, two different rules, and people aren't coming together because if they came together, it probably wouldn't be divorced, right? So you've got that challenge of what does this look like raising my child in an environment where the other parent may not be so openly ready to and easily able to go along with the program, right? Right. So there's a, there's a challenge there involved because if your child's going back and forth between home and home, you've got two different environments. How do we incorporate those together and meld that together so there's not a fracture in that child's life? And then also for the single parent who maybe isn't a part of divorce, be it um, a loss of another parent or just a single parent from the beginning, there's that challenge of how do I become both parents? How do I become someone and how do I give and how do I incorporate that into my child's life and be mm -hmm. able to give them the opportunity to have a great male or female that I am not? And right. where does that come from? What does that look like? And what support are they getting to give them that rounded um, childhood? Yeah, that's that's unbelievably difficult. I didn't even think about the the two households with the two different sets of rules. That actually arguably could be harder, couldn't it? It's absolutely harder. Actually, I okay. um my husband I've lived this, right? My husband's amazing like you said. I love him to death. But he is my second marriage and my husband um my son is a product of my first marriage. So we live this day in and day out and we mm -hmm. saw what this looks like and it is a challenge. It can be done. It's overcomable and it is able to be done. But it is something that you um, have to work on intentionally to do. I love, yeah. I, yeah. It's every time I've asked you something, you've pointed out the fact that something can be done about it. And I love that about you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, Caroline, I created this show to help other people realize that we all make financial mistakes, even if you and me are part of the experts now. Yeah. And I hope that other people can learn from our experiences. So, Caroline, what is the dumbest thing you've ever done with money? Well, Suzanne, you don't become an extra expert without doing the dumbest thing in the world, right? Right. So what I, what I did was I actually gave the power of my money over to other people. Oh. I really didn't value my money as a foundation of my future. And I valued other people and utilized the money to show up in that value mm. over other parts of my relationship. So, um, I, I was newly divorced. I got out of a divorce and I, I got into a relationship with a con man. And basically what happened was I believed in something I wanted and I didn't do my work after my divorce. And so it all ties together with what you were saying. And I really didn't do that work. Right. And when mm -hmm. I didn't do the work, I didn't value what was important for me. And because mm -hmm. of that, I ended up in a huge amount of debt which of course got me into my financial coaching because I realized that how the relationship between my wants and my life coaching and my finances were showing up. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's, can we delve a little bit deeper into that? Sure. Can, what yes, does we, yeah. <laughs> what exact, not exactly, but what it was, it, it was basically a situation of, um, your money. So like from a logistical standpoint, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's Caroline's money, but it right. was going to fund something else. 
that wasn't necessarily Caroline's goal or Caroline's dream. Is that accurate? Correct. I I got into a relationship, got engaged to an individual, um, and we were going to be building a, a life together. And oh, by the way, this person had a profession and let's just go ahead and make a business out of that. And it was nothing I wanted to do. It was not my future. And I went into the relationship completely debt free. I was like, oh, this is awesome. But I didn't pay attention to how I spent my money, even being debt free. I just okay. out made my money. And when it came down to it, that other individual just started spending, spending, spending. And my personal finances had to help start funding the business. And I went down that rabbit hole. Wow. Of, okay, I need to survive this month. I need to swipe that card. I need to survive this month. Yeah. And I'll worry about it next month. It'll get better. It'll get better. And, right. And, and you made a brief mention of, of what Dave Ramsey likes to say. Yeah. Uh, we, tr- we try to out earn our stupidity. Right. We try to out earn our And stupidity. looking back, that could be a little painful. Yes. <laughs> You're like, oh, that was my stupidity. But we've all done it. Right. We've all had those months where we're like, you know what? I'm just going to um, I'm going to power through it. I'm going to try to bring in this extra income. I'm going to sell something on eBay. I'm going to try to basically what you're doing is you're trying to out earn your stupidity. Right. The business will turn around. There was money coming in. It was a viable business, but the spending on the other, the spending by the partner was just out of control. Right. And it wasn't going to get under control. What do you think causes overspending in general? Not this particular person. I I think that there's a numbness. We get a numbness. I mean, we got a lot going on in our society, right? There's a huge numbness in our, we just get on this hamster wheel and we're running, running, running. We're getting up in the morning. We're rushing out of the house. We're, we're rushing to work. We're in traffic. We're doing all these things. We're getting to work. We're behind on projects, whatever it is. Now we've got our our family on our mind and what's going to happen for dinner and after work and all these other things and, 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 you know, soccer games, everything else. What's go? We never have a moment to calmly sit back and look. And in a blink of an eye, a year goes by, and you're like, "Where did it all go?" Yeah, yeah. And in that year, you can also look at your bank account, and you can say, "Where did it all go? Where did it all go?" Yeah. What ha- whatever happened to? Right. To I make sixty thousand a year. I make eighty thousand a year. I make a hundred thousand yeah. a year. Where did it all go? Where yeah. did it all go? Oh, I, I had 50 or 60 in the savings account. Where did it go? That money yeah. was for a car. That money was for home repair. Where is that money? And then you forensically look back, right? You start to go back in those accounts. And then there's a huge shame involved. There's a huge emotional oh. shift of what am I doing? And then that makes it worse, right? We tend to go backwards even further instead of moving forward. So as a coach, those moments we start to say, hey, listen, these moments happened. Do you want it to happen again or do you want to move forward? Right, right. Do you want to change um, I have one client I'm thinking of who, if I had her pull up her Amazon account on the screen, would be very shamed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have, currently I have, because I, I know um, your affiliation with the military. I have a client who's a rock star. She's a, she is a rock star. Um, she is a single mother in the military, um, oh. has been a single mother for over 10, 15 years in the military. Um, she did what they, you know, what they tell you to do, right? Buy a house, move, buy a house, move, don't sell it, rent it out. Right. Um, she ended up six figures in debt. I mean, huge oh. six figures, almost seven in debt. Um, and she's a rock star. She's retiring 20 years in the military this year. She's going to be debt-free the 
pretty much the day she retires oh. and have her emergency fund, but she kicked it for the past couple of years in gear. And one of the things was, was those behaviors in her previous relationship, how it was showing up in other relationships. And also just her taking control of it and being like, yeah, that was wrong. And she, we get, we're at a point where she gets to laugh about it. Now I did that. and It was stupid. I'll never do it again. I felt right. it. And that forgiveness of being able to say, I'll never do it again and getting away from it and gives you those opportunities to be able to move forward. Well, good for her. I know you were very, a very big part of that for her. So it's a congratulations in order for you too. <laughs> no, so she, she's a rock star. Yeah. Let's go back in time. Um, okay. If you could go back before your dumbest thing, what would you change? I, to be honest with you, what I would change is I would, I would have halted dating. Okay. I would have healed. I halted dating and healed myself gotcha. and really sat back and did what I said. We, we were, I was so numb and just really was lacking in a relationship for 18 years. And I was like, what am I, what am I holding myself back from now? And I deserve those. I deserve moments and really sit back and, and really say, you know what, this is painful, but taking the time to heal now will make my relationships and in, in life better in the future. Gotcha. If I can dig a little bit deeper, sure. what did you do after this dumbest thing that helped you heal yourself? I actually sat back and I forgave myself for making the mistake. I corrected the mistake by paying off the debt. I ended up paying off over six figures um, in just under five years. And wow. I, yeah, it was great. It was amazing. Um, and I really looked back and said, what do I really want in a relationship? And what do I really want in my future? And about halfway through uh, my journey, uh, that showed up in my life. And I really took the time to make sure that that was what I wanted. And that was what the other person wanted. And, um, and he, you know, he's great. We ended up uh, getting married last year and it's been a great change, but I stepped back to move forward. Right. I stepped mm. back. I took a breath and I healed before I moved forward. And I think that it's really easy sometimes when we physically get hurt to be able to, you know, you got to put the foot up if you break the ankle or whatever. And we get to that point when we're healing that we feel like we're better already, but the doctor's like, no, you need to still keep it on or whatever. And you're like, why, why? Yes. You know? And, yeah. and that's, and that's really what happens emotionally, but we don't get to see it. Right. There's no seeing that's that. very interesting because I was in physical therapy and I, uh, earlier in, or at the end of 2021 and I, it was winter and it was Christmas time and I wanted to go ice skating. And I asked the physical therapist cause the injury was to my hip and it was, it was, it was then manifesting in my legs and my back and whatever. And, and I was, I, if I, if you saw me walking around, I would have looked fine, but I was in pain. Um, and I said something to her, I said, uh, can I go ice skating next week? And she just burst out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not very nice. But her point was, you know, and she after she stopped laughing, she goes, you're not even remotely healed yet. You're yeah. not. But, but if you looked at me, like you said, emotionally, people can't see that. But if you looked at me, I looked fine. I looked yes. totally fine. Might've been walking a little bit funny after sitting down for a really long time, but I looked totally fine. And in my head, I was like, why can't I go ice skating? I'm fine. I'm healed. Right. But it took a doctor physical therapy to say, you're not, 
I know you're not. You don't have the strength in this area yet. We haven't even started doing X, Y, and Z. You're not allowed to do anything but stretching at home right now. And so I really like that analogy of we have to let ourselves heal emotionally and we can't see it. And I think sometimes we ignore it because we can't see it. Right. How many times have we ever heard a friend, a family member say, why can't I ever find somebody? Right. In those moments of why can't I ever find someone? And sometimes it's just because we're doing some emotional healing inside that we need to take care of. And um, as a coach, I love being able to help people, um, you know, support that journey. And it's, it's, it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal journey to have when you sit on the other side and look back and you're like, yeah, that's for sure. Yes. Well, if anybody wants to reach out to Caroline for life or financial or both coaching, all of her uh, contact information is going to be in the show notes. And Caroline, it's been great talking to you today. Always is. I knew we'd go a little bit long, but we we stayed on track. <laughs> so um, thank you again for being vulnerable with us and sharing the dumbest thing you've ever done with money. And I've seen a couple people jump in and out of the live stream today. If you missed the beginning of our conversation, check out the Grace Financial Financial Coaching YouTube page and you can catch the whole replay there. Learn podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Make sure to subscribe to the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.